Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I am your host, Joe Cleary. I am fresh off attending last night's Omaha Kings game, where the Kings were able to beat the Amarillo Bombers. A nice way for the Kings to sign off their home games for the year. I would highly recommend Omaha soccer fans or sports fans in general to attend the indoor games next season. It's a great product on the field, and the atmosphere in the entire building is really awesome. Today, we have a great interview with Grand Island goal scorer Javier Bade a truly inspirational young man with an amazing story. Our on-air and off-air conversation was very good, and I can't wait to see what him and the Islanders do this spring. Our last two guests on Nebraska Soccer Talk have been individuals who have immigrated to the United States and to Nebraska, and it has been great to show the diversity we have in our soccer community and to hear the inspirational stories. We also have our biggest recruiting roundup in a long time, even after last week's, which was also huge, so I'm excited to get into that. Let's get going. If you thought last week's recruiting roundup was big, just wait until we get into this week's. Exciting times as we close in on high school season as players begin to commit their futures to their homes at the next level. Before we get into that, though, I do want to thank our latest patron, who was very generous with her support this week. Lori Borer is the latest patron of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Lori is the mother of Norris High School and GEA standout Reese Borer. She is also the owner of Fleet Feet in Omaha and Lincoln and is a big supporter of community athletics. Thank you again, Lori. If you want to join Lori and the other supporters of Nebraska Soccer Talk, visit www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. I will also put the link in the podcast notes. This recruiting roundup is brought to you by Sports Recruiting USA. Sports Recruiting USA is the most transparent, personable, and affordable U.S. college soccer recruiting consultancy in the world. SRUSA has helped place student-athletes at, a college, at college soccer programs since 2010 and is one of the few recruiting services that can boast a 100% placement rate. Visit www.sportsrecruitingusa.com for more information. Let's kick things off first with news out of Crete, Nebraska. Gio Castaneda, a 6'1 defender from Crete High School and Dreamers FC, is headed to Doan University. Crete finished 9-9 last spring, and Castaneda appeared in every game for the Cardinals. Doan finished 2-7-2 in the G-Pack, but will continue to be looking to make steps forward under Coach Tony Odoricio. Next up, Chance Bailey out of Columbus, Nebraska, is also heading to Doan University. The 5'9 midfielder helped SCOTUS to a 12-7 finish and a state tournament berth. He also plays his club soccer for Dreamers FC. Bailey had 13 goals and a team-high 6 assists last spring. SCOTUS only lost two seniors from last year's team, so expect them to be in the mix at the end in Class B again this season. Next up, Graydon Hilton. Hilton is from Lincoln Southwest and Dreamers FC, and he is headed south to NAIA side Kansas Wesleyan. The six-foot goalkeeper was behind two college-bound seniors last year at Southwest, Southwest, but will probably be looking to try and win the starting spot this year as Southwest looks to return to the state final. Kansas Wesleyan competes in the KCAC and finished 5-12 and last year overall. Switching away from Dreamers FC, we are able to tell you that Nolan Gillette from Sporting Nebraska 03-04 Lincoln Elite has committed to Southeast Community College. Gillette plays his high school soccer for Lincoln Northeast, who finished 4-10 last spring. Gillette joins an emerging junior college program in Southeast Community College who will be looking to build on their successes from last season. Flipping to the girls' side, we have two commits to announce. We saw Jimena Estrada signed to play for local NAIA side College of St. Mary. 
Estrada plays her high school soccer for Omaha South and club soccer for Evolution. Omaha South finished 4-14 last season. Estrada appeared in all 18 games, scoring four goals and registering one assist. Estrada joins former podcast guest Jordan Ursick as she continues to build her program with Nebraska talent, hoping to make that final push into the GPAC playoffs. The only other girls' commitment we have to announce this week is Mercy Highs, Melanie Davis, to NAIA side Midland University. Davis also, also competes for Bellevue Soccer Club. Davis played in every game for the Mercy Monarchs, who went 14-6 and on the season last spring, making it to the Class B State Tournament. Davis tallied nine goals and one assist, which was good enough to be the Monarchs' second in points and second in goals. Midland finished 11-8 and this season, falling in the GPAC quarterfinals to Morningside. Back to the boys' side, we have a couple more commitments and signings to announce. Caleb Vinson, who competes for GEA's 0304 NPL team and Creighton Prep, is heading south to NAIA Central Methodist University. Prep finished 13-5 last year and were one of the top teams in the state, making it to the state semifinals. Central Methodist is an NAIA powerhouse. The Eagles have made it to two national semifinals and have won two national championships in the last five years. Israel Robledo, a 5'11 midfielder from Columbus High School and Nebraska FC, has signed with Central Community College in Columbus, Nebraska. Robledo appeared in every game and tallied six goals and eight assists last spring, which was good enough for most assists on the team and second most points. The Discoverers out of Columbus finished 6-7. and seven. Central Community College is looking to build off their winning season last year and have been adding good Nebraska talent the last couple of weeks. The last boys prep commitment we have today is Braden Wright out of Millard North and Nebraska FC. Wright commits his future to Division II side Drury University. Millard North finished 8-10 last season and hung tough with a lot of the big hitters in the state. Personally, I really enjoyed Braden's game the two times I got to watch him, and I look forward to seeing him more this spring. Drury competes in the GLVC and finished 8-7-4, reaching the conference semifinals. The very last commitment we have to talk about isn't a prep commitment, but a two-year transfer with local ties. Iowa Western Community College's Luke Nedek is heading to Division I Stony Brook University. The All-American center midfielder prepped at Omaha South before his outstanding career with the Reavers at Iowa Western Community College. Nedek's final season at South was a good one as he helped lead the Packers to a state championship while racking up 12 goals and 13 assists. Stony Brook finished 8-6-1 last season. I want to wish Luca, Braden, Israel, Caleb, Melanie, Jimena, Nolan, Graydon, Chance, and Gio the best of luck. We know they will continue to represent our state and their communities well at the next level. That recruiting roundup was brought to you by Sports Recruiting USA. Next up, we have my conversation with Javier Bade. Javier Bade plays his high school soccer for Grand Island and his club soccer for IFC. Last spring, he racked up 22 goals and seven assists, as well as earning multiple different All-State honors And he's, as he helped lead Grand Island to the state tournament. Javier's story is truly an inspirational one. Javier lost his father when he was younger and lived apart from his mother for most of his early life before moving to Nebraska at the age of 12. But I'm going to let him tell you the story. Be sure to listen to his story as he shares his struggles and his successes, and we also talk Nebraska high school soccer. But first, a word from our sponsor. I am welcoming on a guest that I'm really excited about because I saw him play a couple times last spring. Um, and quality, quality player out of Nebraska. And, and he's not located in the Omaha metro area, which makes it even a bigger deal that we're getting him on this show. Um, I'm welcoming on second team, super state, first team, class A, 
uh, All-State, 24 goals scored, 12 assister from Grand Island High School, Javier Bade. Javier, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're uh, you're the first you're the first high school boys player I believe that we've had on this show, and it's kind of a, a great way to start it off. So, um, you know, off off air, we were talking kind of about your story and everything. Um, I'd kind of like to start there because it, it was it's it's pretty inspirational. But um, you you came to you came to the United States um, when you were 12 years old from Honduras. Um, yes kind of talk about like the upbringing that you had to come from uh, before you got to the United States. Like what was your life like um, both on the field and off the field uh, from when you were born down there? Um, yeah. Um, back then it was pretty tough, you know, coming from there is kind of, you know, a non world, I would say, cause not a lot of people know where uh, Honduras is located or anything about it. But I mean, back home is kind of tough living there but at the same time if you if you really have the guts to make it and fight through it you can make anything happen um yeah on the field um I always like soccer uh, my family actually brought me into it uh my grandma she was the most uh passionate about it and she she's really the one that pushed me to be where I am right now and be the man who I am um but yeah I was played ever since I was started at, I think five and over there at the moment um, they didn't have any like teams for my age group so I always had to play up and uh, when I started at five I was playing with kids like 10 12 so I was always like that that little kid on the field just running around trying to kick the ball <laughs> uh, and and then when I started going up older um, once I turned 12 um I started, I, my parents and my family back home, they saw that I really had a good talent. So when I turned 12, um, I, I just, I told my mom when she was here that I wanted to move uh, to States because I, I thought it was the best decision for me uh, due to the poverty and all the things that were going on at the moment back in the country with the, with um, the government and just really bad things happening in my life at the moment. So I told my mom that I wanted to come with her. And when I turned 12, I made the move to Nebraska, which is like- It's <laughs> <from, laughs> a big difference from Honduras. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird, but you know, ever, ever since I heard U US, you know, you always think LA, uh, New York, <laughs> Texas. And then when I heard Nebraska and I'm like, where is that at? But you know, so far, I really like living here. It's a pretty calm uh, state, which I really like the environment everywhere around. And um, once I got here, yeah, I stayed with my mom. And, you know, ever since, I've just been trying to push myself to the limit so I can become a better soccer player every day. And then the same thing with school, try, try to be the best. Yeah. And I know that, I know that off the field, uh, you know, off air, we talked about, you know, Javier's father uh, was tragically killed uh, when he was one. Um, and his mother actually left the United States when he was that young as well, because of uh, financial woes down in Honduras. Uh, and you grew up with your, your cousins um, and your aunts. Um, and, and, and talk about, you, you already talked about how big of a, a role your grandma 
uh, played in your life. Uh, you, but you also brought up that your cousins had an impact. Uh, what did, what kind of role did your cousins play in that back or in your life soccer wise and then your, and your life off, off the field? Because I know you said that some of them had played professionally down there. Yeah. Uh, my cousins, for example, I got two of them back home right now playing professionally and they're older than me. Uh, they were big role models for me at the moment because they were just really focusing to try and make it pro at the moment. And then they were just trying to bring me, bring me up with them too. So I was never like, I was just from school to training and back home. That's all I was doing do because of their, their uh, effort to try to put me in the same path they were going. So I was literally training with them every single day, even though they were older than me. Like I said, I would be playing up and I like playing up, but um, yeah, it was pretty tough at the moment. And then for me, they were re really big role models for me because now they're professional and they try to give me tips here and there. You know, they see my highlights, they see my game sometimes, and then they're already professional back home, but I'm trying to make it pro over here. So, you know, it's kind right. of different. Oh yeah. It's, it's very different. Um, you know, so it's obviously a big deal to have, um, role models on and off the field, especially when you have to grow up with your parents for a little bit without your parents for a little bit. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned earlier and off air that your grandmother was, was a big part of your life. Um, and unfortunately you lost her a couple of years ago, but she seems to be a big motivating factor for you. What, what's like the biggest piece of advice or what, what's the thing you remember most about her that, that keeps pushing you forward onto today? Um, she always told me every time in the last day I was there in Honduras before I left, um, she always told me that no matter what, to fight through everything and then there will always be something positive at the end. And that's something I always got stuck in my head, you know, um, she was a big role model to me too, you know, always trying to keep me in the right track and never try to go sideways or anything or try to cheat or anything. Um, she really impacted my life, you know, sadly she passed away two years ago, but ever since I promised her that one day I'll make her proud and uh, try and make her professionally or try to be at the best at anything I become in the future. And yeah, um, she was someone that really pushed me hard every day when I was back there. And even when I, I moved to the stage, she always told me like, you know, you went over there for your for the best, not just try to stay behind, you know, because it was pretty tough, you know, being away from her and stuff. But she always told me that, you know, just try to think positive and try to make the best out of it. And now don't waste time. Yeah, I mean that that what well, how you speak about your grandma now and how about how you spoke about her on air like real or you know off air really really touched me and I, I know it'll touch a lot of our listeners because we understand how important our grandparents and our role models are and I you know between your cousins and your grandparents I'll tell you what you're you're on track to making them very proud and I know you still have a lot more to accomplish but um, so you're 12 years old you moved to Nebraska what you had to start school. Like what, what was that like? What do you remember what that was like in the new, you know, kind of your new, new life, new world? Uh, what were some of the hardships that you had to overcome and, 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 and hoops you had to jump through to make sure that you could, you know, be successful in school and in soccer? Um, yeah, most definitely um, starting school. Um, I remember it was already mid 
of starting of school. So people were already in school and classes were already started and it was true middle of the year. Uh, I remember going back to school and then, you know, I really didn't want to. I told my mom that I, really, <laughs> I did not know any English at all. And then I tried, I tried at home with my sister because I got a little sister. She, she was about eight years old and she tried to teach me too. But it was just really difficult trying to learn a different language, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, the moment it was hard, but you know, I like I said, like I dedicated myself to be better than than most people, or try to push myself a little bit harder than most people. So um, I think it took me about two years to really understand everything and speak uh, English fluently, but. I mean, it was hard, and then once I started getting to get to know people, and then once high school came, um, that really impacted my life more because you know I could push my soccer a little bit further. Right. Uh, for my freshman. Yeah, and, we'll get into high school soccer in just a second. But who who have been some people off the field in, in maybe in Grand Island, whether they be teachers or coaches or or family members that have really helped you? It sounds like your younger sister helped you early on but but who are some people that maybe helped you um as you got as you move forward uh towards high school uh most definitely I would say it um she was she's um my friend's mom uh her name is Shannon Astudio. um most definitely she was it really uh she impacted my life because she helped me you know with everything because uh, her son, Jera Studio, she played, he played with me uh, for a club here, which was called Inter. And it was just a local club. And that was my first club in when I started here in Nebraska. And she got me into that because I would play um, at this school called Wasmer Elementary School. It was, it's still where I live. It's probably like three blocks away. So I would just go there because that's the only field I would see because I didn't really go out at the moment. And then my parents would take me there and just, I would just shoot, train, anything, just try to stay like, you know, in shape just by myself. And um, I think it was one day she passed by and she stopped and she came up to me and my mom was just sitting there watching me. And then she, um, she just asked me like if I was interested in playing soccer and she you're like, of course, it's all, it's, it's all I do. <laughs> yeah, of course. And, and then she talked to my mom and, you know, we got everything true. And then I started playing for them. And then her son, Jera Studio, um, became my best friend because, you know, she, her mom got me into it. So I, I, I became really close to the Studio family. For me, for me, they're like my second family because I'm, I'm literally at their house almost like, every every week <laughs> I, I love to hear that yeah no but yeah like um they really impacted my life they helped me a lot with advices um uh with starting high school you know starting with um uh, middle school and everything uh they were always there to make sure everything was going right and then yeah like i said shannon she was i'm i'm really thankful she came into my life because without her, I really don't know, like, if I would still be playing soccer at the moment or where I would be at right now. Um, yeah, I'm really thankful that she lives uh, close <laughs> to me 
and everything. That, that's re- that's really cool, and I think that's an important thing for our listeners to hear. Is 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 when it comes to whether you're impacting a teammate or if you're a coach impacting a, a kid or a parent impacting another kid, it only takes that one person to help 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 those people take that big yeah. next step or those several next steps. So you're in high school now. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I said most definitely. Yeah, it, she was just a stranger and she came up to me and she changed my whole life because I always wanted to join a club and play against other teams and stuff. But yeah. yeah. Um, and so now we're in high school. You had you had a fantastic season individually last year. Obviously, we talked about, I mentioned it earlier, 24 goals, 12 assists, lots of decorations as far as all state teams and things like that. But just as important, your team was able to make it to the state tournament, um, which is a big deal for any team that's not in the, I mean, it's a big deal for any team in the state, but it's even harder sometimes for teams out in outside of the metro area. Um, talk about what made your, your guys' team so good last year. Um, most definitely uh, in the beginning, we had a little bit of problems, not, you know, chemistry wise, because we didn't know how to play with each other because we had our season canceled the year yep. before. I remember that you were a little, you were a little slow starting. Like I remember when we were taught, we previewed the season, we talked about how we're like, God, Grand Island's talented. We know they're good. We're just waiting yeah. for them to, we're waiting for them to do something. <laughs> yeah, it was just um, a lot of individual uh, work. Mm-hmm everybody and then once we started hitting off the wins that's when I felt like our team really came together and you know after probably those three losses we had um against Omaha South most definitely too um we lost by one but we still fought back we still fought back it was a great game yeah um yeah most definitely after getting the first win uh we felt like you know we have to end things just straight wins like we cannot lose anymore and then most definitely yeah um we thought that we had a chance um to host districts but uh due to the points and everything you know didn't seem like it at the end but and then you know with columbus beating prep which it was a blown out of nowhere and nobody thought they would do that um we ended up hosting districts, which against them, which um, it came up came up really good. Yep. But in time, we kind of let let them let a little kickback on on them actually because it was three two. You know, we were winning three zero in the first half, and then they caught up in the second half, which I'm I'm really like, you know, um, proud of those kids too from Columbus. They fought back because that shows a lot from a team, you know. They came from a class B and started playing class A. Yeah, they made it, they made it interesting for you all at the, at the district yeah. finals. Um, so you know, big time goal scorer, also someone who who dishes out a number of assists. Um, you know, obviously from this interview, we can tell, I can tell soccer is your number one passion. You love the game, you know the game, you know, you're you're a very smart player, crafty player, like having seen you play. Um what do you think is your f- strongest skill set on the field, though? Like, what do you think is your best skill set with the ball um, when you're on the field? Most definitely my creativity and my my spacing and timing, I would say. Uh, once it comes to creativity, I try to make the most uh, to make the best plays and try to play, uh, put pressure on the opponents. Um, no matter what, if it's like a true, true ball, uh, passes, just try 
try my best to have a lot of pressure on the opponent, on the opponent, so you know we can keep ahead of, of the game. And then you know uh, timing too. When it comes to me uh, playing forward, um, most definitely I try to be um, timed my runs all the time. Um, you know, try to move around, just try to make a uh, defender a little bit, have them have a little bit of work, you know, not just stay in one place and just wait for the ball and not try to come back, get the ball. And then, you know, dribbling most definitely too. I, I yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're, pre, you're pretty silky on the ball. Yeah, most definitely dribbling. I don't, I'm not the type of driller that likes to like, you know, do tricks here and there. I just oh. like to go, go, go. Yeah, you just like to, you're just, you just like to go past people. You're not very, yeah. uh, you're not very side to side. You're just, you're yeah, just right I'll past just, them. As long as I can get past the defender, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> definitely dribbling. Uh, so what, uh, what are your hopes for this year? Obviously return some yourself and a couple other talented players on, on Grand Island is, is the goal to make to the state tournament again, or go, go beyond the first round. What, what are the, what do the Islanders have in store for us this year? Most definitely. We got to get past that first round. That's, that's the goal. We already made it to the first round last year. You want to get past it this year. Um, yeah, most definitely. Now, you know, we conquered a goal last year, making it state, which was one of my biggest goals. And now we made it last year. And now I got a bigger achievement to make and it's get passed to the first state uh, state round. And most definitely our team, um, I would say it's pretty young. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have some individuals that came on and really put the work over the summer and I could see that they're really working hard and they have the same effort that I have to make this day and, you know, make a name from Grand Island. Uh, for example, Moises Choches, um, most definitely a kid that I will have an eye on because he's really crafty with his feet work. And Johnny Pedrosa, actually, um, he actually comes from Hastings. He transferred uh, from Hastings. Okay. And, um, most definitely him. Uh, he's he's really a hard worker. Like he likes to work hard for the ball, fights every ball. Um, and then you know me coming back and Moises Coton, my um, defender. Um, he, me and him, been working all summer to try to put the work because we both seniors and try to make the best. You know our senior year too. Right. Um... So you, you already you already took one of my questions because I was going to ask what some of your other teammates of who you should be on the lookout for. But who are some players that aren't on your team that you really appreciate watching in the state? Like who are some of your maybe they're friends of yours that play for other high schools or maybe they're um, people you've played against in high school that you really respect. But who's like one or two players that you're like, yeah, they're they're a good player. Most definitely. Uh, I've been in touch with Edwin Cisneros. Yep. Most definitely, yeah, um, he I like the way he just plays. He's really a talented player. Um, and yeah, he, he congrats to him. He just committed to Iowa Western. Yeah, it's um, a big deal for him and big deal for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a really like powerhouse player, a key player for Omaha South, I would say. Uh, most definitely, he's really talented. And I, like I said, I, in my opinion, are both our ways. Uh, it's kind of similar a little bit, uh, our skillful wise, mm -hmm. but uh, he's most definitely there for me. Uh, somebody see too. 
you guys are you guys are very similar in the fact of like I would call you almost like downhill dribblers. Like when you get on a run, you just start going, you know, by defenders, and it's not always the trickiest. It's just it's just fast. Um, so well, I you know we talked off air. Um, we're not going to really talk about too much of what you have planned for after high school because one, want to focus on high school, but two, you're still trying to figure out what that is. So we're gonna we're gonna leave that for a later episode, probably when you join mm-hmm. us back on the show. Um, but before I let you go, um, I just want to ask. There's going to be one serious question and a couple fun questions at the end. Um, but the serious question is, you have gone through so much. You lost your father when you were one. You're, you know, you're, you lived without your mother for the first part of your life. Um, you know, you grew up in a, in a, in a very difficult situation. You came to a, a country that you didn't speak the language at. Um, so you've gone through a lot of hardships. What, what are the things or what's the thing that you've kept telling yourself to stay positive and to stay motivated? And what would you share with other, other players that maybe go going through that situation? Because there's a lot of other kids in this in this community in Nebraska who may be experiencing something similar. Like what's the thing that you told yourself? What's something you would tell them? Uh, most definitely like, like, yeah, it's pretty tough coming from another country and try to make it or try to get involved in high school soccer. For me, it's, it was quite easy uh, due to the people I had around me. But I know for some people like my friends that I had my friends come uh, into the high school team um, for example, my friend Darwin Garcia, uh, it was hard for him coming into the high school year. He tried out and everything, but he didn't know the, uh, the language. So he didn't know what days it was. And then he got in touch with me. And then um, I actually told him to come train with us during the summer. And then now he's on the high school team, which, you know, now he became one of my, my closest friends too. And most definitely for the kids out there, I would say, you know, if you really want it bad, fight for it. Like, if you really want a bad work for it and try to make the most of your time while you're still in high school, because high school is one of the most, um, um, I would say, most most impactful life, uh, moments in your life, I would say, at least in my opinion, because my high school year went by really fast. And, you know, if in the future, I would probably say, you know, I want to live those moments again, you know, in front of my high school crowd, you know, but yeah, most definitely if, uh, if there's kids out there struggling, you know, fight for every chance you got to make the most out of it. Yeah, that that that's that's awesome because I would say like that that's what I've gathered from your story is that you fight and you just keep showing up and you just keep working hard. Um, couple of fun questions because I want people to know you a little bit better. Um, uh, what is uh, your favorite food to eat? Uh, uh, most definitely a classic from back from my country. It's called a valiada. You might have to search that up, but- I'm gonna have to. I might have to text you so you can spell that for me so I can find it. Most definitely uh, one of my favorite food from all time. I will probably eat that until I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, who's your favorite soccer team? Um, Most definitely Barcelona. At the moment, they're not doing good, but- No, no. I'm still a big fan. I will always be a fan, even if Messi left. But, you know, yeah. Is he your favorite player, or do you have someone different now in Barcelona? Most definitely Messi is my favorite player. Yeah, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo has nothing on him. (laughs) Oh, all right. That's that's, Here's the thing, Javier. I agree with you. But I, you know, I know that there's going to be some people who listen to this that do not agree with either of us. So, um, 
what uh what do you what's your favorite thing what's been your most favorite thing about um that you didn't think you would love about moving to nebraska um that was that's a quite a hard answer but um, that's a, i'm sorry yeah probably more serious than a fun question but well, yeah what, what's something that you did not think that you would enjoy but ended up liking up here most definitely the people i would say yeah that, that's a fair answer I, and i don't think that's that's not meant to be offensive because you're you know it's scary yeah. moving up to a new place like i said you know i had a lot of people come through and in my life that probably gonna stay uh, at least for me they're gonna stay for the rest of uh, my life to live here uh but yeah most definitely the people i when i first came you know like i said i didn't there was language uh, in between so i didn't know how people would react to me speaking spanish here and there but you know once i learned it i really love the people here in my hometown grand island and yeah. nebraska too everybody is just so nice yeah well that that's great to hear like we're happy to have you you here we're i'm i'm excited to be able to watch you play for another you know great year of high school soccer um the islanders are definitely a team to keep an eye on so uh and that that was javier Bade. javier thanks for joining me again love having you on the show hope to have you back on again um you know after the high school season once we know what you, the future holds for you thank you appreciate for you having me on the podcast Thank you to Javier Bade for coming on. He is the first high school boy to come on the show, and I want to really thank him because he did such a great job, and I want to wish him and Islander Soccer the best of luck this spring season. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you are able to, please consider becoming a patron of Nebraska Soccer Talk at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. We are a month away from high school season, so stay tuned for more guests and more high school soccer and general soccer coverage with Nebraska Soccer Talk.